welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. I've spent the last decade as a CEO, operator, and business builder selling tens of millions of dollars in products and services. I, just like many of you, started with nothing. My mission for this podcast is to help you become the greatest version of yourself, help you grow and scale your business, and create the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Matt Smith. Enjoy the episode. What's going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. And uh, I've got a fun episode today. I just got back from North Carolina. I went to a business conference. Um, Specifically, this conference was kind of based around sales. Uh, I, I would say that I am beyond confident in my ability to generate leads, to market a business, uh, to do all those things. Um, However, when it comes to actually selling, um, I think I'm pretty good at it, but there's room for improvement. And so I went to this conference um, specifically to get better at sales. Okay, that's pretty much what the whole thing was. And I took a million notes. Um, I've got a lot of stuff I brought home from it. And I wanna talk about one thing that I learned today that I think will be really good for you guys uh, because this was actually a conference around the home service business space. And so everything they talked about sales related was exactly what you guys do, selling to customers at the home uh, or at their business, etc. Before we dive in, we got some housekeeping to do because it's been a few weeks since I've been on the pod. And um, my website, serviceindustrycoach.com, which is where we offer literally all types of print marketing, one-on-one coaching, websites, all of that stuff is blowing up right now. And it's because it's spring. Everybody's wanting to get things done. And as you should, because 2024 can be your year if you just do what is required. And so I want to remind you guys, now is the time to go to my site, serviceindustrycoach.com to get your print marketing. If you need a new website, if you want to throw a month or two down for one-on-one coaching to get the year uh, started right, Go there now, make your order now because we are booked and we're doing our best to keep up. Um, but I will be honest, our, our turnaround times are a little slower than normal just because how busy we are. Second thing, many of you who listen to this podcast have went and joined the Facebook group. Thank you. I have a free Facebook group that you guys get to join, literally 100% free, uh, and I post in it almost every single day, whether it's just my thoughts on certain things in business, certain things I'm currently doing, random thoughts I have as I'm leaving the gym. Like You guys get to kind of see and, and live inside of my life a little bit by joining that group. So search Service Industry Tribe with Matt Smith on Facebook, or as always, I have the Facebook group link in the show notes. If you have Facebook, go join that group, dude. It's free and you're gonna get value from it and you kind of get to see a, a in-depth look in my life other than just through the podcast, okay? Last thing I have on here in my notes to tell you guys, um, I would say primarily uh, majority of the companies I'm coaching are under the seven-figure mark. You know, there's been quite a few that have been seven figures, but most of the people are under seven figures And all of the people I do coaching with, I send my business plan to. Now, this is the the laid out business plan that I use every single time I start a new company and I've dialed it in over the last decade. And so I just wanted to to offer it to you guys. It's $9.99 and the link is in the show notes as well. 
Whether you've been in business for five years or you're just getting started, go go freaking buy this thing. It's borderline free and it will get you organized. It will get you crazy focused on, on the things inside the business. Um, we, we talk about uh, your market. We talk about your marketing plan. Um, we talk about personal goals. We talk about personal finances. Uh, we talk about a competitor analysis, um, a bunch of financial questions. There's a ton of stuff on there that you need to know and, and look back on every single year to make sure you're still on the same track. A business plan is not a one and done and it's not a waste of time. It needs to be done. And so I've made it super easy. It's nine bucks, nine, 10 bucks. And uh, you can go get it on the site. I'll leave the link in the show notes. So let's dive in. Um, I'm going to probably do multiple podcasts on, on what I've learned, you know, over this last week when I was out of town at this conference, but I just want to break it up into small chunks so you guys can really digest it. Uh, and again, by the way, <laughs> this is just classic example of like giving back, right? Um, the tickets to this conference were $900 alone. Uh, you know, not including airfare and Airbnbs and like the people I went with who were super generous. And um, this is what I'm talking about, you guys. Like hang around people who want to get better, who are willing to spend money on themselves and on their businesses to improve. Okay, those of you that are like too scared to spend 800 bucks on an entire month of coaching, gonna lose, dude. I don't, not even with me, with anyone. Like you're gonna lose. Why would you rather spend five years learning it yourself when you can learn it in one month? It makes no sense. And so again, spent money on this, giving it to you for free. I hope you guys put it into action. I've got this, this rule of thumb where if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. Um, unfortunately, it's true with a lot of people. Hopefully, some of you guys will actually pay attention and put this to work. Okay. So first thing I want to talk about, they talked about was something called the platinum rule. Okay. And I'm sure you guys have all heard the golden rule, which is treat others the way, you know, we all want to be treated. Okay. The platinum rule, which I thought was really interesting is treat others the way they want to be treated. Okay. Sell others the way they want to be sold. Okay. The platinum rule is based on observable behaviors, not personalities, temperaments, etc. Okay. And so today we're going to dive into these, uh, basically these four types of people. Okay. These four behaviors and they're called the, the director, the socializer, the relator, and the thinker. And I want to dive into these a little bit today. Cause I think you'll, you'll find it pretty interesting. Um, and I wish I was on video right now because it, I can kind of draw arrows in a little graph of how this works. Um, but basically, I want to dive into each one of these because A, it's very important that you know who you're selling to and you know what type of person they are. Because if you sell the wrong way to the wrong person, if you sell a certain way to, if you sell a certain way to a dictator, but they're actually a socializer, then you're, you're not going to make the sale. Okay, and vice versa. If you if you sell uh, a socializer and they're actually at, as a, a relator, you're not going to make the sale. And so it's very important that we can diagnose what these people are on the spot and get good at this. And so let's dive into these one on one, and we're going to start with director. Okay, um, a person who's a director, they're they're direct, they're guarded, and basically it's an easy behavior to spot. Okay. They're direct when talking to you and they don't have time for small talk. 
Have you ever met someone like that? Like you just, you just can't break through to them, right? They don't have time for it. They're, they're busy. They tend to rush you through the rapport building process and they're short with their answers. And directors, they like to have choices. They like to have options and they exercise their decision-making power, okay? A director, you know, basically long story short, they need to be in charge. They dislike inaction. They act quickly, decisively. They think practically. Uh, they want highlighted facts. They strive for results. Uh, they like changes, new opportunities. They prefer to delegate details, cool, independent, competitive. They have low tolerance for feelings, attitude, or advice of others. Now, can you think of a customer or a family member or somebody right now who's a director? Okay. A director wants to make a purchase. Okay. So they just need you to give them the information they need in order to make a quick and an accurate decision. In fact, a director is one of the easiest people to sell. Okay. Even though they aren't social and you can't really build rapport with them, that's not what they want. So guess what? You get to cut all the BS out. You get to literally just give them the facts, tell them why you're better and make the sale. So although directors can come off cold and come off as if they don't have time for you, it's because they just want to make an educated decision and get it over with. They don't want to drag it out. And so when you meet someone like this, rather than being discouraged, you should be encouraged because, hey man, I'm in front of a director right now. And guess what? He doesn't care about me and that's okay. The only thing he cares about is the service that he wants done. So I'm going to give him the information provided in the easiest, fastest way, and I'm going to help him make a decision right now. Okay. The next person is a socializer. Now, socializers, they're direct and they're open. Okay. Socializers are great talkers because they're friendly, enthusiastic, and they like to be where the action is. They thrive on admiration, acknowledgement, compliments, applause. Miss Jones, you have such a beautiful house. Oh my gosh, Matt, thank you. Like, I love the house too. And they're gonna tell you about their house forever, right? They're social. They wanna have fun and enjoy life. They're energetic, fast-paced. Socializers tend to place more priority on relationships than on tasks. They influence others by their optimistic, friendly demeanor, and they focus primarily on attaining positive approval from others. The socializer customer will make purchasing decisions quickly if they become excited by an opportunity placed before them. They dislike being bogged down with a lot of details about data and features of the product and service, but will listen intently to benefits. In fact, with their fast creative minds, they often see the benefits before you can even point them out. This is beautiful because if you can get a socializer excited about what you do, Mrs. Jones, listen, when we pressure wash this house, do you remember what it was like when you bought it brand new? Oh yeah, I bet you it was beautiful, perfectly clean, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's gonna look just like that when we're done. They're gonna, they're gonna dream, they're gonna get excited. Oh my gosh, dude, I want my house to look brand new again, right? And you don't, even, you don't even have to give them the details of, hey, this is the cleaning solution we use or, or this is the lawnmowers we use to cut the grass or, or whatever, whatever the details are. Or, this is the type of shingles we put on your roof. You don't even have to go into it. 
You just got to sell the socializer the dream and shut up. That's it. They just want to be told how great the outcome is. Okay? And you don't sell the outcome with data and details. You sell the outcome by helping them dream about what it will be when it's completed. A socializer is great, man, because if you can just get them to, to start to freaking talk and, and get excited, you win. Okay? Socializers at a glance, they crave interaction and human contact. Okay? They're enthusiastic and expressive. They've got lively actions, spontaneous actions, decisions, concerned with approval and appearances. These are beautiful customers because they will spend money. That way, everybody around them thinks a certain way about them, right? Emotion-based decision makers, big picture thinkers who get bored with details, right? They like changes, innovations. They dislike conflict, maintains a positive, optimistic uh a way of life. They tend to dream aloud and get others caught up in their dreams. This is beautiful, man, because when they start dreaming out loud, they're telling you how to sell them. They're telling you what they want to get excited about. Get the socializer excited, right? They seek acknowledgement from others. They like to exercise their persuasive skills. These people are beautiful customers. And guess what? When you do a good job, They will rave about you to all of their friends and family. And guess what? So will the director. And the beautiful thing about referrals from the director is everybody who knows the director on a personal level knows that that guy is serious and down to business. And that's it. Okay? He's not a socializer. He just wants the thing done and he wants it done right. So if he gives out any form of referral, they know that it must have been a good company. Okay, so these two are great, great referral sources. Let's move on to the third. The third one is the relator, okay? Now, now hang with me here because I know this stuff can maybe be a little boring, but your close rates will increase if you start to be able to identify the different behaviors that your customers have and sell them the way they want to be sold. Just remember the platinum rule, the platinum rule, okay? Treat others the way they want to be treated. Sell them the way they want to be sold, not the way you want to sell them. So the relator is indirect and open. Relators are warm, supportive, predictable. They're the most group-oriented of all four behavior styles, okay? Having friendly, last, uh, friendly lasting first name relationships with others is one of their most important desires. They dislike conflict so much that when they disagree, they will often keep silent. Do you know anyone like this? At other times, they may say what they think other people want to hear. They have natural counseling tendencies and are supportive of other people's feelings, ideas, and goals. Other people usually feel comfortable interacting with relators because of their low-key, non-confrontational nature. Relators are natural listeners and like to be part of networks of people who share common interests. So relators at a glance, basically they're concerned with stability. They think things through in an orderly manner. This is definitely me. I'm a relator 100%. Now, when it comes to running my business, I can be stern for sure. But with my friends, my family, the people I care about, I'm a relator pretty much to the core. 
Uh, they want documentation and facts. They need, they need personal involvement, takes action and makes decisions slowly. Oftentimes, okay. That can definitely be me. In fact, to the point where I think sometimes that prohibits me from, from, uh, being further ahead than I am. Uh, they need to know the step-by-step sequence. They avoid risk and changes. I probably don't fall in that category as much, but they dislike uh, conflict, which is also me. So long story short, right? The relator's more of like a, a calm, collective, they're a good listener. Uh, they don't want conflict. They just want, they want the facts. They want to know how things are going to go. You know, they want some details. This person is is often very, very easy to have conversation with, right? They're easygoing, they're likable, and they're pretty easy to sell typically as long as they trust you and they trust that you can do the job correctly, okay? The last one is what they call the thinker behavior, okay? They're indirect and guarded. Thinkers are analytical. Oh gosh, don't get me going on this. Persistent, systematic problem solvers. They're more concerned with logic and content than style, okay? Thinkers prefer involvement with products and services under specific controlled predictable conditions so they can continue to perfect the performance process and results. You guys like screaming right now? at the uh, radio or the headphones you're listening to this podcast through and screaming the word engineer, okay? The primary concern of the thinker is accuracy. This often means that the emotions take a back seat. Thinkers try to avoid embarrassment by attempting to control both themselves and their emotions. Of the four styles, thinkers are most risk conscious and have a high need for accuracy, okay? Long story short, at a glance, they they want they need to think logically. They're analytical. They need data. They need their questions answered. Uh, they love to be right. Like a thinker, an engineer type personality, love to be right. Uh, it's the person that knows more about your service than you, or at least they think they do, right? Like they've done a bunch of research on on what you do and and who you are, and then when you come there to give them the estimate, they try to basically tell you everything about what you do and, and act like a know-it-all. That's a thinker, right? A thinker is my worst nightmare. In fact, every time I come across a thinker, I want to do one thing, put them in a chokehold and choke them unconscious. I, I just do. They drive me freaking insane. There's like a, there's like a, a part of a, a, an engineer thinker mindset that just straight pisses me off. And it's because they strive to not be embarrassed. They, they, and they do this by acting like they know everything, but what they don't realize is everybody knows this personality and almost nobody is attracted to it. Right. And so thinkers, they need to understand processes, uh, they're cautious decision makers. Like they're the person that you give them a quote to, to cut their grass, to do their roof, to, to wash their house. And they, it takes them three weeks to research every little thing about the process before making a buying decision. And then they normally don't hire you anyway. Right. Uh, they like to be admired for their accuracy. So a thinker, if you're sitting at the table with them, selling them, they'll just, when they're, when they're talking about, you know, everything they quote unquote, know, they love to be told how much they know. So if you really want to sell a thinker, the easiest way to do it is, gosh, man, Mr. Jones, you know, I do this every day and I, you might literally be 
the one customer who knows the absolute most about what we do. It's it's unbelievable. You're it's like you were you in the were you in the industry at one point? You're just stroking the guy, right? And and they eat that up. Okay, they avoid conflict and they over uh, involvement with others. Um, long story short, thinkers are psychopaths. Okay, <laughs> all joking aside, like they're the hardest sell because the odds of closing a thinker on the spot very challenging. Very, very challenging because this guy knows everything and after you give him the information that he's looking for, he's then going to go and research everything you gave him. Not impossible to close, but very challenging to close on the first visit. This is the customer when you get in, you charge them a lot because you know they are going to be overly involved in the process. They're going to make the job take twice as long as it should. They're going to call your phone 600 times before and after the job is finished, asking questions, asking why certain things were done a certain way. These are really the kind of customers we don't really want, right? We don't really want the analytical thinker engineer mindset person. Why? because they're the least profitable and biggest pain in the ass type customer there is on planet earth, okay? Now you're gonna deal with them, you're gonna have them and and you're gonna get stuck with them. I'm just saying, when you come across this person, double your prices because you gotta make it worth dealing with them. I hate to be that guy to say that, but it's just the truth. Ideally, you don't get them at all, but you're gonna get some of them, so make it worth it and raise your prices. And so. If you're driving in the car, you obviously can't be writing this stuff down, but you should be writing down these four things and kind of the attributes of each behavior and and what they entail, right? The thinker, the relator, the socializer, and the director. And then when you pull up to somebody's house and you're giving them an estimate and within one minute, you can identify this person's a thinker, this person's a socializer, this person's a director, Boom, you know exactly how to sell that person based on the behavior. So you can implement the platinum rule, which is what? Sell people how they want to be sold, period. And if you do that, your close rate will skyrocket. And so I took a ton of notes. You could probably tell I was reading off some of these. I've been living in these notes the last four or five days because I myself in all of my businesses want to get better at selling. I want to be able to identify these people on the spot and know exactly how they want to be sold and how they want to be treated. You too should do the exact same thing. And this is a little bit off topic, but I want to leave this with you guys because I know I've talked about it for years. I've always said that I believe doing in-person quotes was much uh, more effective. I believe the close rates higher, I believe you can charge way more. I believe it gives you a competitive advantage over your competitors. I believe it gives you a a much better chance at showing your potential customer why they should choose you and why they should choose you over everybody else, okay? I think it gives you a competitive advantage of how you can give your quotes and packages. There's just so many things that are good with it. However, the problem that I had always ran into was when we started to scale the business and, and running multiple trucks and doing 20, 30, sometimes 40 quotes in a single day, right, in the fall, we physically couldn't get out to all the houses. However, when I was at this conference, this sales conference, 
They said, never give a quote over the phone, ever. Why? For the reasons I just said. Your close rate will go down. It's hard to have a competitive edge against your competitors. It's impossible to actually give your customer a good sales experience over the phone. You need to go out. You need to meet your customer. You need to walk them around the house. You need to sell them the dream if they're a socializer, right? You need to give them all the details. You need to have a beautiful estimate sheet with packages. Sit down at their table or on their couch or at the front door and go over everything in detail and close them on the spot. It's the only way to do it. In the home service industry, I would, there were hundreds of business owners at this conference. All of them that I talked to do in-person sales. And it's because of this very thing. Their close rates are higher. They close people on the spot. They all sell in packages. They all present their packages on a beautiful estimate sheet. They're different than everybody else. They are different. This is the one thing they kept saying. The thing that will help you increase your sales is by being different. And in future podcasts, we're gonna go into detail on that more. Because it's not huge things that can make you different. It's the little things that really don't take that much extra time on your end. But on the customer side, from the customer's viewpoint, it makes all the difference. And so I want you guys to start to think about that. You're like, Matt, I'm not wasting my time doing in-person quotes. That's cool. You're lucky you're not in my market, dude. Because I'd be selling the same exact thing for you as you for twice as much. Right? I don't need to go out and give nice estimate sheets. All right. Well, somebody is. And they're going to smash you. Period. And so this conference was a game changer for me, dude. Because I got to learn from people who are doing what I really want to do. There were people in there who have built and work with 100 and 200 million dollar home service companies across the country, okay? That's nine figure home service businesses. I take what they say pretty serious because they've done something I have not done. So this isn't just my opinion. Everything I just talked about today is not opinion. This is all stuff that's been proven and implemented in other people's businesses doing seven, eight, and nine figures. So I encourage you, even though this information's free, don't just forget about it, but implement it. Implement it and watch what it does to your close rate. I love you guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, if you need any help marketing your business or want to work with me directly doing one-on-one coaching, visit serviceindustrycoach.com. We'll see you on the next episode.